You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the Group Practice Exchange for $100 off your first month. Hey everyone, I am back and today I have guest expert on who's been on I think once or twice before, Julie from Green Oak Accounting. Hey Julie, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Maureen. Um, so today you're going to give us I think a few minutes of an update on where all the PPP stuff is as of today's date, which is November 30th. So anyone who's listening further out beyond there, you'll just need to make sure that things haven't been re-updated. And then we're going to jump into some end-of-year tax tips since we're uh, heading towards the end of the year here. And, um, you know, Julie, you're the expert on all things tax. (laughs) Uh Sounds good. So PPP, a couple new changes in November of 2020. So there's a couple of different ways to apply. There's the easy application, there's the full application, and then there's a new a simple application for loans under 50000 But the really important thing here is that the IRS has uh, doubled down. And earlier this year in May, they had said expenses that are paid for with PPP funds are not deductible. And Congress had said, actually, that wasn't our intent, but they didn't actually do anything about it. And in November, the IRS said again, if you whether you have applied for forgiveness for your PPP loan or not, those expenses are not deductible as long as you are expecting to get forgiveness. So if you're planning to apply for forgiveness at any point, whether it's in 2020 or in 2021, those expenses are no longer deductible. So for most of our clients who are private practices, there was a dip in income for some months, but there wasn't a complete shutdown, right? Most practices went to telehealth and continued to operate mostly as normal revenue-wise, at least. And so what that ends up doing is that creates a a pretty significant tax liability in most practices because the expense that you would have had normally of paying your team members, you could use the PPP for uh, wages, rent, utilities. So all those expenses that you would have normally had to offset the income, you can't deduct anymore because they will Uh, they can reasonably be, you can reasonably expect for them to be forgiven. So if you got a PPP loan for a hundred thousand, for example, that means you might owe, you know, 30, 35,000 in taxes that you weren't necessarily expecting to owe. That's a 
big deal. <laughs> yes. And luckily, because I have you, you had me save all the money that I needed to ahead of time. But there's probably a lot of practice owners who weren't anticipating that. Yes. Um, that, you know, sometimes that is the case. And, and still, Congress has still said after um, the IRS released this information a couple of weeks ago, Congress is still saying, hey, that wasn't our intent. But unless they actually do something about it and pass a law saying those expenses still are deductible, that's kind of the situation where we're in. So it very well may change. But as of right now, my preference is certainly to plan as if there is tax due on those amounts, just in case. And what we were, um, before that happened, what we were actually thinking as, uh, you know, accountant, like the accounting profession was thinking is, hey, why don't we wait until 2020 to apply or 2021 to apply for forgiveness? Because then we can deal with that later, right there. It kind of gives buys us some more time for the regulations to change. But now the IRS has said, actually, no matter when you apply, whether you apply now or not, if you expect to get forgiveness, that's not deductible. So that's the big change there. So if uh, for any folks who haven't saved for taxes yet, it's time to start now. Yeah. And so for anyone who's not uh, tax and accounting savvy, simple terms of what Julie is saying is that if you got a PPP loan and it's going to be forgiven or it's likely to be forgiven, then that's your goal, you will have to pay taxes on that amount. Am I saying that correct? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's about correct. Because what um, the CARES Act said is that the PPP itself is not uh, taxable, right? So that was clear from the beginning. But what the IRS has said since then is the expenses forgiven are not deductible. So that essentially makes the PPP taxable, right? Yeah. Not directly, but indirectly, it makes it it um, taxable. Okay, perfect. All right. So we'll, of course, keep everyone updated. I will always bring Julie on whenever there's any new updates on the PPP front. Um, but that's that's that for now. So on to tax tips because we're at the end of the year. What are some of the top things that you're suggesting for group practice owners um, when it comes to end of year taxes and accounting? Yeah, well, so first of all, um, for any practice owners that haven't uh, done their books yet or that have been ignoring their books maybe for a little while, for a long while, um, before you do any tax planning, it's a good idea to catch that up so you actually know what you're working with, right? So you know how much you've made, how much your expenses are, what your taxable uh, income is going to be. So that would be the first place to start. There's no time like the present for catching up before the end of the year because uh, 1099s are due by the end of January, W-2s are, are due by the end of January, and it's hard to get all those things correct if you don't have the data. So it's so that's a good place to start. Um, but a great year-end tip um, is to accelerate any expenses that you might have. So especially, you know, again, with this additional uh, tax situation that a lot of practice owners are facing, if there were expenses that you were planning to make in or, or purchases that you were expecting to make in January, like if you were thinking of redoing some of your offices, buying new furniture, right, any kind of equipment, replacing computers, if you were planning to do that on twenty in 2021, it might make sense to accelerate those expenses and purchase those items in December. That works for any cash basis taxpayers. So if your cash basis, which most practices are, um, that means that you uh, can deduct an expense when it isn't incurred. Um, and so as long as you buy something and receive it before December 31st, then that would be deductible. So that's a great way to reduce your, your taxable income now. Uh, however, that doesn't mean that you should buy something that you don't need. 
because that's not that's not tax efficient. And what I mean by that is that if you're if you're spending a hundred dollars on something that you don't need, if you're in a twenty four percent tax bracket, that means you're saving twenty four dollars. So you're spending a hundred dollars, saving twenty four dollars. If it's something that you need, that makes a lot of sense. But if it's something that you don't need, you're still out a hundred dollars. So that doesn't make any sense. So it has to be something that you need. But this time of year, there's a lot of um, software subscriptions or various subscription where you can pay a whole year up front. If it's something that you know and love, sometimes you can even get a discount for doing that. That's a good move, certainly. Uh, and it can move the needle. And sometimes you can prepay services as well. Like if you have a virtual assistant, you can pay January now, you can pay Q1 now. Um, you're depending on, on what you have coming up. You can prepay for some of those items. If you were redoing your website, you could pay that now. And um, take advantage of that deduction. That's a really that's really smart. So going through all of your expenses, maybe monthly uh, recurring expenses that you have, and asking if there are yearly options, especially if you plan on sticking with those services long term, would be a smart move to do. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not a hundred percent sure about one year, especially for a service vendor, um, you could prepay a quarter, six months, right? Whatever you feel comfortable with. You can do that with your rent too sometimes. Um, you know, some landlords are up for that. So there's a lot of different expenses that you could prepay if you had the cash flow available. Nice. Okay. That's a good tip. Yeah. Uh, so also year end, this is a great time to, to look at what you've got saved for taxes. So the last quarterly estimated tax payment is due January 15th of 2021. Uh, hopefully most practice owners have made quarterly estimated tax payments. If you haven't, there is still time, but but that's something that is coming up. And so it's a good time to recalibrate, especially before you spend money on accelerating expenses. Like, is there enough money saved for taxes? Because if not, most entities are pastor entities. And that means that the profit from the business is passing through to the personal tax return rate. Um, and so that applies for an LLC, for an S-Corp, for a partnership. And so there's still time. That tax return isn't due until April 15th. So between now and April 15th, there's five months. If you haven't saved anything for taxes, better start now, right? There's still five months to do that and get ahead. Um, so I would certainly look at that. I think it's a great time of year to look also at a budget or a forecast for 2021, trying to figure out like, where do you, where do you want to go? What are your goals financially or otherwise? Um, we have a lot of clients who come to us and say like, okay, this 2021 is going to be the million dollar year. And I think that's a, an awesome goal, uh, but it's great to have numbers around that. Right. And so million dollars is 83,333 per month. And so how do you get there? How do you get to that point? Are you either at that run rate or that you're exceeding a million dollars? That means that you're probably going to start below and end above the 83,000 mark. And so kind of figuring out like some, some basic logistics on how exactly that's going to work. And I want to interject here and just say, if you don't have an accounting team, um, I, I really can't say enough good things about you, Julie, and your team at Green Oak Accounting. Um, bringing up the idea of forecasting. I think that's one of my favorite things about having, you know, worked for you now, worked for you, with you for the past couple of years is seeing how much my business has shifted by having really good and accurate forecasting materials. Um, I, I think you you guys do a really great job on that and, and helping me see the bigger picture financially. 
um, when I have an idea for quarter two <laughs> or quarter three, here she's laughing because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, as the business owner, we have all of these ideas and we're really good with vision. Um, but looking at what the financial like outcomes need to be to make that vision a reality or what the costs really truly are um, or break evens and all that is, is, is something that we tend to not be really great at. And um, so if you need an accountant beyond the taxes beyond the you know month to month accounting um green oak does a really good job with actually almost taking your business plan and and looking at the financial aspect of it and helping you get there so well, thank you that's that's a great ad uh thank you for that yeah. well, and so i think a, a big piece of what we do is because we know the industry we can we take our clients ideas and put numbers to them um, and so one of our clients or a little bit earlier this year had this great opportunity for adding another location. And that happens often. And so we looked at the numbers. Okay, you know, what is this going to cost? What is it going to cost? Not just in the the deposit, the down and the first month's rent, right? Not just that, but okay, how many offices are in there? How much is it going to cost to furnish each office, all the computer systems, the right, like all the different pieces. And sometimes we can help say like, okay, this is a great idea. You have plenty of cash. And it, in some cases this year, we had to say, we just don't think you have enough in reserves for this to make sense. We'd love to revisit this in six months, but like, there just wasn't enough cash available to do this without being in a really precarious situation. So those are the, that's the kind of feedback that we can give. Yeah. I just think of my, the, the new program that we did in my group practice, the uh, education program and how I thought, you know, we're paying our team a couple hundred dollars per hour to do these webinars. It's a way to diversify their income. It's a, it matches with our vision. We're able to make it um, pay what you can for the community so that it's equitable. Um, and I really, I think I'm okay with finances. And I, um, we have a, I have a person that's running it, and so I knew what her salary was. And if if we're paying two hundred dollars for the person to do the one hour training. Um, I was thinking after all is said and done, you know, five or $600 per course that we put out into the community, we need to get back to break even. But after your, I don't even know what you want to call this spreadsheet. It was amazing. You guys, um, it literally showed me that we need to make around $3,000 per course. I mean, mind blowingly different than the things that you think of from a financial and tax perspective, putting it really all together. Um, like I said, that's the one thing I keep going back to thinking, these are the things that us normal group practice owners are not thinking of. Even when we think we know all the expenses that come with a new program or new location, there are just so many things that we're not thinking of um, that you you add really a ton of value to. So I'm Thank stopping you. at that. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And, and um, ultimately, you know, we can present the information, right? And that's our job as, you know, the accountant, the CFO is to present the information. It's still the business owner's decision. And some, some of our clients will say, you know what, it's okay. I'm going to take that chance anyways. And that's fine. Like, that's their right. That's, that's absolutely allowed. Um, but we can present the data so we can look at it that way. Um, as the year end approaches, I always think it's also a good idea to look at the, entity structure uh, for tax purposes to see if it still makes sense, especially in a year of significant growth. And um, as much as it says about how we're doing as a country, like most of our clients have seen pretty significant growth this year 
um, with their income, with their team. Uh, and so if you're, you know, if a practice owner is, has doubled their income in the last year, it's a good idea to see, to just to take a quick look at, is this still the best entity for uh, tax purposes? And sometimes that means uh, moving from an LLC to an S-Corp, right? It could mean a couple of different things. And sometimes you may look at the numbers and still not decide to make a change, but it's a good time to look at that, especially in years of big, big growth. That makes um, sense. Also mileage. Um, if we're looking for tax saving tips, mileage is it is an easy one, right? So if you're, if you're using a personal vehicle for the business, if you track mileage, you can reimburse yourself tax-free for that mileage. And it really adds up for most of our clients. It does end up being a couple of thousand dollars a year that you can get, you can reimburse yourself tax-free. You do have to keep mileage logs. Um, and Maureen is rolling her eyes because she doesn't like mileage logs. I literally but, hate this. This is the <laughs> bane of my existence is these mileage logging apps because I drive everywhere. Yeah. And then I have to remember at the end of, uh, you know, if I don't do it every day, after three days, I have like 40 something random is this is this personal or business and it has just two like location points but I don't know was that Michael's that I went to <laughs> or where is this I don't remember anymore so it's so annoying I hate it I'm sorry you hate <laughs> it so much uh, but that's a good way to get money out of the business tax-free right so you're if you're if you're tracking your mileage anything that's business knowledge from your administrative home office to the office where you see clients to errands that are for the business, all that is deductible. Um, and so you know, if you're, if, if a practice owner is driving their own personal vehicle, sure, you can choose to not track your mileage and not reimburse yourself. That's an option. If the vehicle is owned by the business, then you do have to track that because then the personal use has to be carved out. Uh, but that's usually a pretty easy way to get a little bit more money out, out of that. Um, home office, like looking, especially this year, looking at your, your home office expenses. If you have an S corporation that would, um, not go on your tax return as a, as a deduction, but you could reimburse yourself through an accountable plan. Like that's a really easy way to get, again, a little bit of tax free money out of the, um, business for things that you're already doing. If you're already working from home from your dedicated home office, that's absolutely a valid deduction, right? So looking at all those little deductions and making sure that you're taking advantage of all that, that's a great time of year to do that. I also want to add, um, if you own other properties, which I know a lot of group practice owners do, um, there's some potential savings if you're doing work out of those locations, right? Yes. So one of the, um, the great tax saving um, options is the, it's, it's called the Augusta loophole. And it came from a golf tournament um, in Augusta, Georgia. So you can rent your house less than 14 days per year. And that rental is tax-free. And so that means if you have an S corporation, you can have a board meeting at one of your homes and re you know, pay yourself rent, pay, pay your from your business to your uh, personal account rent for that. And as long as you're renting your home less than 14 days out of the year, that rental is tax-free. So that's a great way to go. You would want to get like with most things, you just have to document it properly and have the right um, documentation, some comparisons of what the market rate is, but that's a great way to go. So if you, as long, if it was a vacation rental, then that would look a little bit differently. It wouldn't quite work that way just because there's uh, more than 14 days rental out of the year. But if it's a personal home or you can even do that with your, um, with your primary home as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Any other tips? Um, 
Was that the last one? I think that I was think the last was one. I think that was the last one. Okay. Um, so if people are having a heart attack right now because they don't have an accountant or they don't have an accountant they love and all of this sounds like a foreign language to them because they haven't been um, being told this information by their accountant, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, well, so first there's no need to panic, right? So don't panic. It's going to be okay, but uh, it is a good time to take care of it. So if you'd like to reach out to us, go to greenoakaccounting.com. You can schedule a free consultation um, with our team and see if we might be a good fit to work with you. We um, generally work with people on an ongoing monthly basis. So it's uh, we don't take on uh, tax only work just because we found that that's not the best way to help our clients is just doing the tax at the end of the year. Um, so we work with our clients monthly throughout the year. And we have some spots available for January. And you can also do go to greenopiccounting.com slash tax. And you can get a download with some uh, additional uh, tax planning uh, tips and some of the, the tips that we talked about as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, you always have a wealth of knowledge. So perfect timing. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast like what you heard, give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.